another edition of Riding Home here on Dog Post. Dean Luggy and Dylan Weber. The dogs get the number three dogs get a trip to Tennessee this week. Dylan uh, Kirby Smart did his best today on Monday to try to make it seem like Tennessee was a team that Georgia had to watch out for. Meanwhile, the dogs are almost twenty-five point favorites on the road. You don't believe him? You don't think that the Tennessee team is uh, better than what uh, everyone expects or thinks? I've seen Tennessee play three. Know. I've seen Tennessee three, play three times this year. They are as bad as I've seen Tennessee play in in years, and and that's saying something because I saw them play these last two years. So, no, I, no, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Tell, tell me, he, I, he tell, tell really me, I'm, tell me, I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're. I, I mean, this this they lost to Georgia State, man. Like what? Come on, like can. Did we just forget about that? Did Kirby forget about that? They didn't just Did lose. Maybe they got, he they, didn't. They were absolutely destroyed by them, man. I mean, they got beat up bad. Yeah, at home. Yeah, just like that's just that's horrible. It, it was a bad look, and it was a, a game that you know we don't necessarily have to review here. There were a lot. Of, there was a lot of news today on the injury front. Why don't you go through that one real quick? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just a list of people to go down. Um, you know, it sounds like Eric Stokes is going to be all right. He said that he thinks he'll practice today, but, I mean, he seemed pretty well convinced that he would play this weekend. Um, Tyson Campbell was a little bit up in the air. He said he probably won't practice today. Um, hopes to have him cleared by the weekend. So, you know, that's, that's maybe a 50-50 at this point, if he actually plays or not. Um, who else we got? Solomon Kinley, he said the same thing. Hopes to have him ready to go this weekend, but – Still, you know, unsure on that front if they will actually be ready. Justin Schaefer's probably going to take first team reps there until um, he gets back. And then uh, Kier Jackson, Kier Jackson, he said, we'll be cleared for the weekend, ready to play without a club. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, Kier Jackson coming back does change the situation a little bit because now you have even more options at punt return that you, you know, you didn't, you didn't necessarily have. I mean, Kiaris Jackson was their number one the whole time, was he not? Did, did I get that wrong? For punt returns? For punt return, and then, he, just, got, then he got hurt. I mean, it was him and Tyler Simmons. They were kind of switching off okay. um, a little bit. But then, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because, I mean, Don Blaylock has kind of come into his own here. And yeah. and before that, before Kiaris' injury, I guess in that Vanderbilt game alone, he, he didn't really – play a whole lot um i don't even know if he played at all in that game but uh, once kiris went down i mean dom got his opportunity and very much so made the most of it so you know how how they divide those reps this time around uh will be interesting to watch i think kirby how he was asked a couple of different questions that's why he had a lot to say about dominique blaylock but he is a guy that you if you watch the chiefs yesterday in the nfl you can see what that george is doing with blaylock at times which is the same thing that Chiefs are doing with Miko Hardman. They're they're doing sometimes some false um, some some false movement uh, just to clear up who's got who uh, is or is it whom has whom? Dylan, isn't it whom? I'm, I'm actually really poor with my. Hooms I'm not hooms. certain I'm not on that front, but uh, here's what Kirby had to say about Dominique Blaylock. He says he came in and competed and worked really hard in camp. He has. Uh, and he had done it on Friday nights. He went on some of the biggest stages there were on Friday nights and played some of the best teams in the state and performed well. He was an unusual. He was usually the best player on the field, and they used him very well. They'd put him at Wildcat quarterback. He returned kicks. He got a ball uh, in the slot. You knew he was a playmaker by the way the coaches used him 
and he took on all those roles in high school. So if you felt like he would be able to do the same thing in college, he went to an all-star game and scored two touchdowns. Anywhere he's gone, he's been one of the most competitive people on the field, and he's continued that trend at our place by outworking people and just busting his tail. So certainly Dominique has had a good run, uh, and he didn't sort of pop in there at the beginning of the year, but now Dominique Blaylock is starting to emerge. Uh, I don't think Matt DeBerry is surprised by that, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, are you are you what do you make of uh, this situation with Dominique, and and how does he fit in from here on out for Georgia? I mean, it's hard to say because I mean they went with Kiaris to start the season, so mm-hmm. just you know, do you stick with that with your original decision making, or do you go with the guy who's doing well? I mean, it's hard to turn away from a guy like Don Blaylock at this point, just because of how well he has done. Um, you know, maybe it's less opportunities, fewer opportunities for him. Sorry, um, that I do know but, the difference uh, between fewer and yes, I'm fully I'm fully aware. That's why I had to <laughs> catch myself before. Well, the whole conversation changed. I mean, um, no, I think I think but, Dom Adam has had a good start to his career at Georgia. He he he's explosive, not the same way that Michael Hardman was explosive. I mean, Georgia has some seriously explosive guys in this program for a while, and these I mean, young, Michael's. yeah, Michael's not normal at all in any way. So comparing. You know, comparing Mikol to, to someone else is, is probably not the ideal situation. But nonetheless, uh, Dominique is explosive too. And you're seeing that some, I mean, like that one catch that he had against, I can't remember if it was Arkansas State or Notre Dame at this stage. Um, which one, the, I think that was against the Arkansas State. The big screen State. he took? I think it was Arkansas State. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was against Notre Dame. He had a good catch against Notre Dame, though, he, too. He did he have a good catch. catch. Yes, he did. And I don't know, man. I mean, this this team, I, I always look at it 40,000 feet. Or, I, excuse me, I try to look at it 40,000 feet. I don't always have the capability of doing that for, for whatever reason. But this team, I think, stacks up pretty well with almost anyone. And it's because you have this defense that, I mean, and Kirby, we can talk about this in a second. Kirby talked about Tate Crowder today too. But uh, this defense doesn't really have anyone that you really think about. But uh, they're really good. And this this offense, with the exception of DeAndre and um, Jake, I don't think people really say much about this team. But they just kind of grind you up in a way that, Alabama doesn't, Oklahoma doesn't, uh, Clemson doesn't. Clemson's offense isn't right right now. I don't know what's going on with Clemson right now with their offense, but it ain't right. You, you don't you don't think uh, things were going right for them on Saturday? Twenty one, they won 21-20 against a Mac Brown led team, a national championship winning Mac Brown. Just heads up. Do you, no, I'm kidding. Clemson, do you hear Clemson yourself? Good. Yeah, they did not yeah, look good. Not. They don't look like they did last year. But Ohio State can score points. Oklahoma, Alabama, there are teams that can really score. They just do it in a different way than Georgia. And I, I do kind of wonder um, what it would be like to see everyone else play uh, Georgia, play the dogs. Because, you know, LSU and Florida will play one another, LSU, Alabama. You know, but Georgia really only plays Auburn and Florida, both teams that they probably should win, although the Auburn game is looking much more competitive than it once did. And um, I I don't know, but when you sit there and you watch, 
Ohio State rack up points left and right. I mean, it's pretty amazing how many points they score. I just wonder if they could grind it out against Georgia. I guess it would, to some degree, depend on the type of game that's being played. You know what I mean? Well, it's just who's going to dominate on offense. I mean, because Georgia's going to slow it down quite a bit when you're going up against those kind of teams. So it's, it's who dominates the possession of the ball, really. And, and, I mean, just how well can Georgia's defense stack up against those kind of offenses? Georgia's defense, you say? Yeah, I mean, just in slowing down those offenses because they like to go fast. And, I mean, I, we've seen them play teams like that before and have a lot of success over the past couple of years. They have, but Ohio State has a particular player who doesn't seem like a lot of normal guys. And uh, Georgia people. Is he, can, can we not name him? Well, no, or, no, or, I know. I, no, I, know we, I, I know people get upset when, when he gets mentioned, at least on Dog Post. They yeah, don't like his name being do, mentioned. They do, but I mean, it's just kind of like, why are you so fired up about, you know, Ju- Justin is a very good player. Um, yeah. And he's, he's showing that, that they are not playing a super challenging schedule yet. Uh, is I I don't know I don't I don't know how much it matters Ohio State looks good I don't know that it looked necessarily better than any one other team but um, they certainly can, have proved they can score that running back looks legit and their defense isn't just giving away points like it has in the past they they've they've gotten that where it needs to go all of a sudden at Ohio State it's 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 maybe they needed to change that coach I I don't know that sounds crazy to say but maybe I mean I yeah know. things are. They look clean, I'd say. They haven't really, you know, come close to throwing stuff away. I mean, there are times they haven't looked as good as they can, but, I mean, they, they throttled Nebraska, and apparently yeah. Nebraska was supposed to be good at the beginning of this year. Oh, no. Nebraska, I don't think Nebraska's – yeah. I'm not sure I'm ready to say Nebraska is good. I mean, that that people thought they would be good. Come on. You know how that goes. I mean, we've – It's just we've overhyped. Got... Yes. It's way, way overhyped. With like no solid backing, I feel like Nebraska. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it'd be, I mean, where did that come from? Like, oh, uh, it's it's a uh, it is a hope and dream of of television providers, etc., that they can that Nebraska can come back to glory days. It gives you one more team in the Big Ten. Uh, it gives you, you know, a. Uh, I, I just I think. That that's what people want. They want Nebraska to be uh, back, and they're, and they're not. I mean, to some degree, people want Texas to be back, and we're going to see. Listen, man, if Texas doesn't beat Oklahoma, uh, at least once. Not, at mean, le- go ahead, go ahead. I mean, if they don't beat Oklahoma, then what? Their season comes down to they beat a bunch of other decent Big Twelve teams, maybe, and then lose to their in their big games, and you know, and then. That's an okay season, but definitely not what they would be hoping for. Well, the Texas is to... back bullshit has got to stop at some stage if they don't beat Oklahoma at least once this year. And, you know, it, and I think people would argue the same thing with Georgia and Alabama. It's like, you know, how, how many times do we need to see this? Uh, do we need to see this um, movie to not know the ending already? I mean, uh, I. I but no one's screaming, jumping up and down about Georgia being back. You know, I know that's kind of a joke, but uh, there's going to come a time. And Oklahoma, by the way, has got to win a playoff game at some stage. Everyone, everyone in this top group. I mean, would you put Notre Dame in there? I'm not sure I would. 
Um, no, because I don't think they're really competing with those kind of teams. They they had, they did what they had to do with Virginia, man, and that's a solid Virginia team. That is a Virginia team that can win the ACC. I don't I don't think they will, but they can win the ACC, and it's markedly improved from where they have been in the past. But uh, you know, when you when you typically in years gone by. A discussion like this on Riding Home would be centered completely around Tennessee, and it just shows how far that that team has that program has fallen on hard times. I mean, it's it's, it's not embarrassing, I mean, but it's bad. I mean, do you remember how good they were supposed to be in twenty sixteen? They seemed like a team of destiny for a little bit there. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, and, and they were solid. They showed, they showed it bad, at least. They should have been better than what they were. They were supposed to win the SEC East at the very least, compete yes. for the SEC maybe. Yeah. Well, they had to come back against just, Florida. I think that might have been in 2000. I can't remember when it was. If that was 15 or 16. I just remember Butch Jones getting up on the ladder and directing the band after they beat Florida. And I said to my wife, I said, you don't direct the band in September. Like, Never. That 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 can never happen in September because it's September, and then you know, eighteen months later, he's gone. So it's you know Tennessee as a program and having followed them really really closely since th- this century, uh, they are in serious trouble. That they might not ever come back, so to speak. I think that's a legitimate thing, and that's not me hating. That's me looking at reality. Uh, you know, the same thing can happen to Clemson. The same thing could happen to I was going to say Florida State, but I don't think it would happen to Florida State for long. But when you are an isolated place, you don't have a natural yeah. recruiting base, and you know, and particularly in Tennessee's situation, when the powers of your conference are in your way the entire time. You got problems. Yeah, I mean, they, they literally have, they have to go through Georgia and Alabama. And Florida. And Florida, yeah. Every I mean, single that's, year. That's, Dude, if you I, think, I, think, think, you, think, 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 go, go ahead and ask your question and I'll come back with what I was going to say. I was going to say, I mean, do you think anytime soon they could get a win over those three? I mean, it, it, maybe not in the next decade. I mean, after that's kind of hard to say, but, Get a win over all three of those teams in a singular. Season. Oh no, no. I mean that's like, yeah, that's in what, a like, season. Yeah, I don't think they've beaten There's... all three of those in a season since 1998. Did they beat all three in 1998? I don't even know if they did that. I mean that, uh, you know, if you if you look at Tennessee's situation. Since the last time they won the conference, and this is just me counting on air here. One, two, three. Thirteen times Georgia, Alabama, or Florida have won the conference since uh, since Tennessee has won it. 13 times combined. And I just, I mean, there's only been 20 years. 
So, I mean, it's it's tough out there. And it's not like Tennessee, you know, made a habit of winning the conference really a lot before that. When you look at when they won the they won the conference three times from 1985 to 1990, one of those was a shared title in 1989, which I do not think they can, they really can legitimately claim. But they they have been able to get it going. Obviously, in the in the 90s, they did. But man, I'm telling you right now, it, 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 it's it's they're they are they are a traditional power. They are. But man, they are yeah. that you know they are they have been crumbling for a while and. Georgia's caught them. This, this, the winner of this game will be you know, will take the series. Uh, it could be Georgia for the first time since the '80s. Georgia has tied them in the amount of conference championships won. Um, you know, so you can't really make the case that Tennessee is the traditional number two in the SEC anymore. You could make you, you'd have to, you know, exclusively at least. You got to include Georgia in that, and with the upward trajectory of the dogs versus the, you know just rough trajectory of Tennessee and the recruiting base just not really existing in a major way. I heard Urban Meyer, Dylan, talk about Nashville and talent there. Yeah, I don't want to hear that, man. I mean, Nashville's like Charlotte. It's got some kids. It doesn't have that many, though. Not not, no, that, not I mean, that Tennessee can stack up and win with. And definitely not compared to the likes of Atlanta. No. Just Metro Atlanta. I mean, like... It's it's fine. You definitely get kids out of there. You're gonna get kids out of any major city. I think Tennessee better. They, I, I think they are. And this is we haven't mentioned the word Jeremy, the, the name Jeremy Pruitt once. This is way bigger than Jeremy Pruitt, man. This this is no a, absolutely. This is a huge issue. Has been administrative failure for some time at Tennessee, not exclusively football, but. They haven't been able to get back on their feet in a while. Uh, that men's basketball has has carried the torch for them, has got to have mattered because they are slipping very seriously close to becoming Arkansas or even South Carolina. I mean, at least I don't know. At least are Arkansas, South Carolina, better than Tennessee this year? I think so. I'm talking. Year, I'm talking about as legacy programs. I mean, in the grand scheme of the SEC. You have six traditional programs, and they are the six. It's, you know, in the in the East, it's the big three. So that would be Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. In the West, the traditional big three would be Alabama, Auburn, and LSU. You know, we've seen Arkansas play for a Western title three times or twice. What for sure twice. We've seen South Carolina play for it once, and Missouri play for it twice. But other than that, it's it's been Georgia, Tennessee, or the Gators. In the West, it's been a little bit sloppier because Mississippi State has gone and played for it once. Uh, you know, there's been times where the other teams have gone to playoffs. Clearly, Auburn has played for it several times. But you know, if you're Tennessee, you're not going to get replaced by anyone. I don't think Texas A&M people. I don't think people would look at it the same way. But if you're Tennessee, no. you look at yourself in the national, you know, in the in the world of things, and they are about as far from their their peak and their heyday. As as I can recall, I mean they were a frightening place, and it's a frightening place to play when Tennessee's good. Uh, Nealon, there's just, I I can't imagine there's anyone concerned in any way about going up there to play this game. I mean, how many Georgia people are going to be up there, Dylan? A lot. I mean, 
15,000? Well, it'll be. I mean, you get you get six or eight thousand anyway. So I, I yeah, think, I think it could be a substantial number of people. Twenty thousand, I don't think is all at all out of the question. Uh, I don't know. No, that th- I don't Georgia know. Thirties out of the question. You can't. You can't count out Georgia fans at this point. We've seen too too much just craziness of what they do traveling. I mean Notre Dame, like that. I still can't believe that. Well, at Notre Dame, you still can't believe yeah, that. It's just, no, it's just the amount of Georgia fans over there. Oh my god! This is it, a, this is a, this has always been a very good fan base, and that it is starving, um, and has been starving for some time. Shows that, that it's a wealthy fan base. It's a starving fan base. Uh, I, I'm just looking at these ticket prices, and you can easily get into Neyland Stadium for under $100. And I expect there to be a pile of Georgia people there. And I don't know how many Tennessee fans I expect to be there. I mean, dude, it's looking like... It's looking get like... checkerboard. Well, it's looking like the bulk of the tickets are under $100. I mean, 50 tickets underneath... Underneath... $82. I mean, it's, you can get really, you actually get really good tickets to this game for under $150. If you were willing to pay, you know, the, the, the brokers like really good tickets. But I, I just, I would say it's a shame, but Tennessee has brought this on themselves. And it's one thing you got to watch if you're Georgia, because Georgia got bad, but they never got this bad. And, Alabama has been bad before too. People don't remember it, but it definitely occurred. I mean, they were three and three and eight or four and seven the year after winning a conference. This thing can happen. But for Georgia, they have got tremendous support. They believe in the head coach, and um, he's positioned this team for a championship run. I've talked a lot here. Do you have any? <laughs> Tennessee is still better than people think. We got to remember that. According to Kirby, they are. They are. Well, he didn't say how much better. <laughs> he didn't say, yeah, maybe a hundred times. He didn't say how much better. Uh, Derek Pruitt did though, hundred times better. Said last year. It's tough out there for the balls. All right, we will see you tomorrow on Riding Home. Go over the Dog Post uh, website, dawgpost.com. Dylan, we'll see you there. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. <laughs>